0: Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today on the broadcast, I have Pastor Greg Murchison from Fort Fairfield, Maine. Thank you for joining me today, Greg. It's
1: a pleasure to be here, Angel. Thank you for having me on.
0: Well, I wanted to talk about, we just celebrated Pentecost. And May 31st, Sunday, was Pentecost Sunday. Yes. Talk to me about that.
1: Pentecost Sunday. Um, one of the four major holidays that we have uh, in the Christian religion, but probably the most unknown to people. Um, it's just one of these things that people don't look at it uh, understand the importance of it, so with that it gets kind of left by the wayside, but a little history on this uh, to start out is that uh, On the day of Pentecost, which was in the year A.D. 30, 120 followers of a man named Jesus were gathered together in Jerusalem. Suddenly the Spirit of God filled each one of them and marked them with tongues of fire. On that day the church was born. Now the church is the people. Jesus talks about the church. He's talking about the people. And at that time, in that time in 30 A.D., a lot of people didn't see the significance of it. They were just 120 disciples, a handful of rather ordinary men and women, a few fishermen, a couple of housewives, a former tax collector, farmers, and some servant girls. Yet through this event in 30 A.D., um, These ordinary people built a church which has lasted for over 2,000 years. And in less than 300 years after this happened, that small, insignificant group of people became the official religion of the entire Roman Empire. And today, the Church of Jesus Christ circles the globe and numbers some one billion members.
0: Wow. Well, we know that we have the same power that raised Christ from the dead living inside of us. Talk to me about that Pentecost power.
1: That Pentecost power, when uh, Jesus was getting ready uh, to go to the cross to give us eternal salvation if we select it, if we, if we so desire and we accept him. He said, I'm going to go, but I will send somebody Take my place, I will send a comforter. That comforter was the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit came in contact. We call it the Christian's unknown God, but we've got God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And at that day, <clears throat> as believers, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. And like I said earlier, it is one of the four major holidays, but it's not recognized. And the reason Um, it isn't recognized is that, uh, you know, we haven't found a way to commercialize the Day of Pentecost. I mean, we do Easter, we do Christmas, uh, but the Day of Pentecost goes by almost unnoticed because uh, there's no commercialization. But it's by far one of the most important events in Christian history. You know, we... uh, a lot of times people have a difficult time getting a handle on the Spirit of God, you know. They don't understand what happened that day, and uh, and it's not something that people talk about. But it's uh, God created um, that Holy Spirit, part of the Trinity, so that we could have somebody living in us. And this is the key, is living in us. Um, God is living. God's alive in us through the Holy Spirit. Uh, we're the only religion that's alive and living. you know. Uh, I want to take a quick side road for a minute, but we're also the only religion that is truth. Everything else out there, if you look at uh, different religions, they're searching for the truth. Buddhism, Hinduism, uh, Muslims are looking for the truth. We have the truth, the truth of Jesus Christ. He's the way, the truth... And the life he lives within us, so we've already got the truth and our challenge is that uh, we need to tell people about that truth and so Holy Spirit is important because he will guide us to do our part in the kingdom
0: you know <clears throat> excuse me I had talked to God one day I had prayed for somebody that was sick and I was a new Christian, and I said, God, you said we'd lay hands on the sick, and they would recover. Um, You said that we have that power, so help me to understand, because I didn't see the result as I read in the Word, and then that's when I read again about the infilling of the Holy Spirit.
1: The Holy Spirit and the power of... uh, all the gifts out there are gifts that are given to us so that we may uh, perform uh, our calling in the kingdom. Healing, for instance, uh, if you look at John 14:12, Jesus says, He who believeth in me shall do the things I do and even greater things. The key is belief through faith. How do we believe? We believe through faith. Faith that we can't see, and it may not even make sense at the time, but through faith we believe. And if we believe, whatever we ask, we shall receive. So when I'm praying for somebody for healing, I'm a vessel. I couldn't heal anything. God can. But I believe that God can heal. I believe with all my heart. I don't question it. I don't doubt it. I don't think, well, maybe. I say, Holy Spirit, you're here today. We're going to pray for this person. And we're going to believe and come together that he or she is going to be healed. So it comes through belief. Through belief.
0: Amen. Exactly right. You know, it it is, he said we would demonstrate. People would come to know Jesus by the signs and wonders. That follow us. That's right. And so when we do pray for people and we believe, it's up to God to touch the individual through us. That's right. And um, that's why I understand you saying, Greg.
1: Yeah. And I'll I'll just get off from the Holy Spirit a little bit here, but uh, it all goes in with belief and faith. We have to understand that in biblical, if you look at some of the scriptures, a lady crawled through the crowd to touch the hem of Jesus uh, Jesus' garment. Just touch the hem of the garment. After he was crucified and rose again and walked the earth, when he left, Peter and John are two of the apostles that went around preaching, teaching, and healing. And it says in the Bible that people just set beds in the shadow of Peter and they were healed. That's the same power that we have, you know. And power, like the Holy Spirit, we look at power, God's spirit, when he came to earth on Pentecost, power can be used in two ways. It can be unleashed, or it can be harnessed. I'm going to give you an example, like the the energy in 10 gallons of gasoline, for instance, can be released explosively by dropping a lighted match into the can, and of course standing back. Or it can be channeled through the engine of a car in a controlled burn, and used to transport a person person for miles. Explosions are spectacular, but controlled burns have a lasting effect on the staying power. The Holy Spirit works both ways. At Pentecost, the Spirit exploded on the scene. His presence was like tongues of fire, Acts 2.3. Thousands were affected by one burst of God's power, but he also works through the church, the people, the institution of God, began to tap the Holy Spirit's power for the long haul. Through worship, fellowship, and service, Christians are provided with that staying power. That's the Holy Spirit, that staying power. And we get that by accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, uh, by being baptized, and the Spirit comes upon us. And it's there to work for us. And we we need to work with as our prayers and our daily prayers, to ask the Holy Spirit to guide us. Because um, the Holy Spirit's very polite. If you don't ask the Holy Spirit with prayer, He won't do anything. You have to ask Him to. So it's very important that we understand the staying power of the Holy Spirit.
0: You know, I like when the Holy Spirit will say, take a left. I don't want you to go this way. And it would be for... A divine purpose, or maybe the Holy Spirit would say to, He said to me before I went to take groceries to this individual, or I want you to go pray or call this person, and it has been so uh, instrumental for that individual, or again, as like we said, oh, when God, uh, or the Holy Spirit, leads us to pray for someone, or we're asked to pray for someone. Um, And we believe that through that power of that Holy Spirit, because of the Pentecost, that we will receive what we ask.
1: That's right. And
0: it is all all through Christ. Everything that we do is in Him.
1: Everything is in Christ. And you talked about uh, getting that feeling from inside to help somebody. Um, The biggest mistake we can do as Christians is when we have that feeling from the Holy Spirit uh, to bless somebody with groceries to bless somebody with a kind word uh, to give somebody a hug I understand COVID-19 I get that but we are going to get back to normalcy we have to step out and do that now sometimes we may feel uncomfortable but if we follow the Holy Spirit and what God has for us, He'll take any uncomfortable situation to better the kingdom, and in the end, we'll be comfortable. You know, God's Holy Spirit's like a tide; it comes in quietly, comes in very slowly at times, but it comes to us with enough power so we might do the job God has called us to do. Um, he's led us to do that. There's a power, a force. And for many of us, an untapped force in our lives. Untapped meaning that we we, we accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. Uh, we asked for forgiveness of our sins. We repented. But that Holy Spirit is there with us, and it's being untapped in our lives. You know, when, he, when we do things, a lot of times it's not dramatic. Uh, it doesn't cause us to do dramatic things. But it gives us the power to live the kind of lives, to be the kind of people that God intended us to be. And that's the kind of people that we should strive to be, ones that are willing to be there for anybody. You know, and that, uh, if I can still in anybody's uh, mind and heart today, is let that Holy Spirit work for you. Let the Holy Spirit work for you.
0: You know, on the day of Pentecost... This is that they were all together in one place, and suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and come to rest on each of them, and all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Um, you know, uh, Greg, I, I just feel that according to Acts 2 in the last days, he said he's gonna pour out his spirit upon all flesh. And our sons and daughters would prophesy, our young men will see visions, our old men will dream dreams. Um, Even on my servants, both men and women, I'll pour out my spirit in those days. And I just believe that we are getting closer and closer to those times. Uh, With everything that's happening in our world today, We need to be full to overflowing with the Holy Spirit.
1: We do. We do. And You know, the key is that that nature of the Holy Spirit empowers us to live, first of all, pointing to Christ. It's never about self. Uh, But that's a challenge today because everything is programming us about me, 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 me. Uh, Self, self, self. It's all about Christ, you know. It's, uh, the Spirit gives us a kind of life that God intends us to live and points, like I said, not to us but and not to our accomplishments, but to the Lord of life, Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit works with our spirit, because we all have a spirit, so that we might experience the righteousness of Christ in our lives. It's in the Spirit that convicts us, our, convicts us of our sin, shows us that we really aren't as good as we think we are. You know, And then in that realization, we fall on our knees at the foot of the cross, begging Christ's mercy. And in that same Spirit who comes with that mercy with the righteousness of God and washes away our sins. You know, and Paul said in Romans, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. So when we cry, Abba, Father, it's the Spirit himself bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And that's the key. We are children of God. You know, and uh, that spirit, when it comes into our life and into the church, it allows us to spread God's message of love to all people. Now, with the different ministries out there, there is ministry for Apostleship and healing and preaching and teaching, but there's evangelism. But we're all called to evangelism. Some of us are called at a different level because that's one of the fivefold ministries and we get called to it. But if you look at the Great Commission, Matthew 28 18 to 20, Jesus called us all to evangelism. So uh, we have to use that Spirit to give us the resolve to tell people about Christ, you know, and by doing that, uh, we're doing God's work.
0: Why do you think that the church has been so silent over the years? Why do you feel like um, we've only had a few evangelists that that have really been in, we'll say the office of evangelism, when we're all called to evangelize?
1: That's a good question, and one I would love to answer. We get away... Uh, <clears throat> the need for fellowship in church is very, very important. But as time goes on, if you listen to some of the great uh, evangelical preachers, and I'll talk about Reverend Billy Graham, a little, we started to, to put in our rules our regulations, our membership guides, our constitutions. And all of a sudden evangelism was not the norm for a lot of churches. Uh, They didn't, uh, wasn't part of what they stood for. You know, I mentioned one time when I was speaking at an organization, I said, can uh, anybody here tell me what your church is for? And it was pretty silent. But I said, I bet everybody, everybody here could tell me what you're against, what your church is against. So <clears throat> man-made rules, church doctrine, not biblical doctrine.
0: Traditions of men, don't you think? Traditions,
1: Traditions of men mm-hmm. have driven us uh, away from evangelism, which is the only thing that Jesus asked us to do. He said, go and make disciples. He didn't say just go and tell people the gospel make disciples of them so they can go tell somebody so we have that Holy Spirit in us to do that but we have to go out and do it now things think things are going to change things aren't the norm here with COVID-19 uh, God didn't cause this but but he's going to stop it but it's going to be different people are looking for answers They're looking for hope. We have the hope as Christians, as people that believe in Jesus, who have the Holy Spirit within us. We have the hope within us to tell them. And complacency steps in and says, well, you know, it might not be politically correct. I really don't feel comfortable about that. But if we understand this, there's good and there's evil. There's heaven and there's hell. A lot of times, it's up to us whether we tell somebody about Jesus or not. And when we don't, they're probably going to hell when we could have brought them to heaven. We just plant the seed, or water the seed. God touches our heart and brings them to Christ. But we don't want, I don't want in my mind to know that I had opportunities to talk to people about Christ and I let it go by because I felt a little uncomfortable. I asked the Holy Spirit every day in my life to open a door for me today to help somebody. What what, what type of help? I don't know until he opens the door. But I asked him to and I'm ready to do it and I'm not going to say no. And more and more people are feeling that way. And when we get away from, uh, and I'm not picking on churches, please, I'm just saying we need to get back to the Bible. We need to get back to what the Ten Commandments say. we got to forget about all the rules and regulations we come up with because that's what happened in the Old Testament. It got to the point there were so many rules and regulations, you couldn't be saved if you wanted to be. And then God says, I'm going to send my son, who's going to die an excruciating death on the cross, to wash away all sin, and the key word is all sin, past, present, and future, So everybody, if they accept him as Lord and Savior, will have the opportunity for eternity in heaven. Grace. And we're saved by grace. We're all sinners saved by grace. We no longer have to live under the law. When he gave up his spirit, the veil in the holies of holies was torn from top to bottom. Now that veil was three inches thick. That was torn from top to bottom. We don't have to have somebody go for us to speak to God. We can speak to God to God through His Son, Jesus Christ, through prayer. And we don't want anybody to lose that opportunity. So it's up to us. It's up to us to do our part. And Pentecost, uh, the day of Pentecost gave us that ability with the Holy Spirit living in us.
0: Well, I recently wrote a post, um, Greg, and and I put this prayer on the end. And I wanted to just... uh, to pray this over the listeners, and then I'd like to ask you to to close in prayer as well. Um, Father, baptize us in the power of Pentecost once again. Set our hearts on fire. Blaze, Spirit, blaze. From the crown of Maine to seven continents of the world, we declare Pentecostal fire. Add to our numbers daily, God. Draw all men to yourself. Father, thank you for signs and wonders. We believe. Amen.
1: Well, Father, just uh, we just thank you for all that you do for us. And we praise you in the good times. And we praise you even more when times are tough. Because we know that you'll bring the tough times into good times through prayer. You know, and the power of the Holy Spirit, Father, we just thank you for that day over 2,000 years ago when that power came into us and is still present today. You know, you know, it's Father, we just say that it's time to open up our minds blowing, heartwarming, life-changing power of God just in our lives. Just open it up. The body, That power can invade our body and inflate our mind. It can swallow the soul, lift the spirit, and make us more than, than we ever imagined. So we just pray today that you will bring that to all of us, renew the whole face of the earth. When you send forth our spirit, Father God, that whole face of the earth is renewed. You know, when you send your spirit... Chaos is changed into creation. You know, the Red Sea opens up into a highway of freedom. You know, so we are here, Father, we're praying today that through the Holy Spirit, we can be life changers and world changers for the kingdom of God. And we pray that in the precious name, Father God, of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Amen and amen. Well, thank you, Pastor Greg, and thank you, listeners, for joining me today. Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Destiny Moments.